Welcome to Second Cherry, an actual Eurovision podcast. A goodbye to Liverpool. Hello and welcome to Second Cherry. I'm Matt. And I'm Monty. This is the podcast that usually brings you the songs that didn't make it to the Eurovision Song Contest. But of course, we are here in Liverpool to bring you a flavour of what's been happening on the ground. And Matt, it's the day after the Eurovision Grand Final when we're recording this. It is. It's happened. And uh, there's so much to talk about. (laughs) But we're not going to do it on this podcast. This is going to be a short episode, you'll see, because, well, we can't get into it all, but my God, where'd you start? What a Eurovision, eh? What a Eurovision. Well run, great host city, great songs, results that sparked talking points. (laughs) (laughs) And passions. So I'm here with some Spanish fans outside of the stadium and uh, it's clear who your favourite is. It's uh, obviously Blanca Paloma. Obviously. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so what are you thinking of Liverpool, uh, the city, the whole experience? It's beautiful. Yes, I love it. It's the first time um, here and I definitely love it. Yeah. yeah. You can see the passion for music that you have here. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. And who do you think is going to win tonight? Within Finland. Yeah. Between Finland and Sweden. But yeah. We want that... Queen, yeah, yeah, of course, of course. You have faith. You have faith. <laughs> well, listen, good luck and enjoy the show. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I'm here with an Israeli fan. Hello. Hello. Uh, and you're supporting Israel, obviously. You've got the horns on. What do you think of their chances tonight? Some Israelis are starting to talk about winning. We're crossing our fingers because it's very hard against Lorraine, which is a huge favorite, and Finland. We think we'll get third place, which is good. This is the podium. But we really, really hope to make our people happy and bring the first place. And do you want to see her dance? I want to see her dance and I want to see her lifting the trophy at the end. Well, maybe. Anything is possible. There's no points on the board at the moment. And what do you think of Liverpool City so far? Liverpool was amazing. The atmosphere was amazing. The city was very, very well prepared for this event. 25 years and you see. And uh, I think it might bring the UK the will to win it. But this time for real and bring the Eurovision to other cities in the UK. Well, hopefully. Listen, enjoy the show tonight. Have a great time. Thank you, and I love your song too. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. So we're here with a Finnish fan right now, and uh, who do you think is going to win tonight? I have to say Finland, don't I? I, no. can't, I can't possibly say anyone else. Cha, 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 cha. Yeah. Okay. Who do you think his biggest competition is? Lorreen, the true queen of Sweden. Yeah, she's, she's mega. So, yeah, it's going to be her, isn't it? Yeah. What do you think of the UK's act this year? Yeah, I think she's good. I just think you're not going to beat royalty that is Lorene. That's that's just my opinion. No hate or nothing, but 
No. And uh, have you been to Liverpool before? Yeah, I live here. Oh, great. Yeah, so... yeah, I know the accent is confusing. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I, I live here, yeah. And how have you found the city's embracing your vision? Oh, it's so nice. It's so buzzing. Like, there's just such a good vibe. There's no hate or tension. Because sometimes if there's, like, big football matches, for example, there's always a bit of tension in the air. But everyone's just really happy. Everyone's buzzing. Everyone's dressed how they want to dress. They are how they want to be and stuff. Yeah, no, it's lovely. It's that's been so nice. That's exactly how we like it. So yeah. enjoy the show tonight. Thank have a great so time. Thank you so much. Kitos. Cheers. Okay, so here we have a clearly a Swedish fan standing in front of us right now. Uh, Lorene's your favourite, obviously. Yes, she is. Yeah. I think it's, a, it's just a beautiful song and she's an amazing artist and her voice is just fantastic. And of course, she's well known to the Eurovision fans, yeah. Uh, yeah. former winner. And uh, what do you think her competition is this year? Well, uh, Finland is in second place in the odds. So, and I think uh, like the televoters will go crazy for Cha Cha Cha. They will love it. So I think that's our like closest competitor. But I always also think that uh, France is going to do quite well. Yeah. So it's there is competition there. Yeah. And how have you found Liverpool as a city? Oh, beautiful! Oh wow! I feel so welcomed. I'm going to get emotional now but I mean I have been to 10 uh, Eurovisions and the way that your city oh god I'm breaking uh-huh. the way that your city has just gone all all in uh, to welcome the whole world it's like oh I love you that means so much to us thank you so much well look have a great night tonight enjoy the show thank you right. you too thank you thanks so much And passions, yes, but yes. also sort of the the emergence of new artists and music and their what they could go on to to achieve. It's been really nice to see a sea of new songs and people. Indeed. First of all, what about the result, Matt? Mm. I mean, Sweden won. Lorraine's been your favourite all the way through, so you must be pretty happy, eh? Yeah, I think for me, I was reflecting on this and I was walking home from the Euro Club last night that. It's a full circle moment for me because she started me on this journey at Eurovision. She's the reason that I was like, okay, Eurovision's good now. You know, to see her perform and win in my home country is, is quite a nice little thing for me personally. I think she's a worthy winner. It's a great song, you know. I did get caught up in the hype of Korea and Finland because it just felt, you know, like there was momentum there. But we were just in the bubble maybe a little bit too much to see... Maybe we were, but I don't know. There was a lot of people last night who weren't necessarily in the bubble. They were just regular fans, regular punters, obviously fans of Eurovision because they forked out hundreds of pounds to be there. But they were really going for carrier. There was no mistaking who the public wanted to win last night, and he didn't. Yeah, I think that that's a discussion point. You know, I think it did feel like all the momentum was with him, but then, you know, if you temper that with the fact that all the cheering and the cha-cha-cha during the voting and the constant sort of reminder that he is our favourite, um, I think we have to temper that a little bit and just think that, you know, people who had him as it, their second places would have been doing cha-cha-cha. People who had them out of their top 10 and no points at all still would have been cha-cha-cha because it was a party atmosphere in that arena. But deserved, you know, televote winner because he caught the imagination of fans I'm going to say a few things about it before we get into looking at the the wider results and I think it was a strange atmosphere after Lorraine won 
Even though Loreen is a huge fan favourite, and even though that song was tipped to win months ago, it felt a little bit like the wrong song had won, in a way. I mean, I my cards on the table, I wanted Finland to win. I would have been much, much happier. I don't mind Loreen winning. I don't begrudge her winning. I think it's a really interesting story on many levels. Uh, you've got the fact that she's now equalled um, Ireland's record and equal Johnny Logan's record. I mean, Ireland still hold those records as seven winners and somebody to get to your, uh, to win Eurovision two times, but they're no longer uniquely held. They are shared now with Sweden, and I think it does create an interesting narrative because we're going into celebrate the fiftieth anniversary of ABBA, the contest biggest ever stars, which is going to be held in Sweden. So it sets it up quite nicely. But after all of the hype and all of the enjoyment and all of the speculation, I'm left a little bit disappointed. Not to take anything away from Lorene, but when we look at the voting, she didn't win the televote in any country. Carrie won the televote in 12 countries. I mean, Lorene got lots of tens and she got lots of jury votes and she won fair and square. But I am left with a little bit of a flavour of, well, the public clearly wanted this. No country had Lorene ranked first, and yet she's won. Yeah, that's something to be looked at, I think, because, I mean, you know, second is second. You know, Ukraine won in, you know, 2016, having, you know, did she come second and second in both of the results? So there's something in that. But not this is, this is new territory. I think this is new territory for us where the winner hasn't received any 12s so in the televote in the she televote. got lots from the jury yeah of course absolutely yeah. loads yeah, from so, the jury so yeah, yeah. in the televote yeah and, and I think there's been lots of discussion about do we do away with the juries we won't get into that now because you know that's how you end up with fucking puppet dust in the turkey so let's just be very careful about what we wish for but we I mean, you know we, we maybe we'll talk about this now or not but you know we were sort of thinking the juries there's not a problem with the juries it's just they have a lot of say for such a small number of people. So we're thinking maybe, you know, our advice would be to maybe open it up and have like like a, a massive panel or a group of industry experts from every country that can make a decision. And maybe it might temper some of that and there'll be more aligned with the televote because there's more people on the panel well let's see what comes of that but for the rest of this episode we're going to run down the results so let's have a look at the results sweden obviously won in finland in second and i think we've discussed those israel were in third really good result for israel yeah i mean we knew it was going to do well because it's well staged and blah blah and all the things that we spoke about but third place is quite surprising how, how high it was. It turns out that Europe did want to see her dance after all. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> a wonderful fourth place, I think, for Italy. Mm. With a, just the classiest ballad in the show. I'm really, really pleased that Italy have been rewarded um, by that. But I guess that many fans in the EBU are probably quite relieved that they went further up the scoreboard <laughs> and we're not going back next year. And fifth place, jumping a massive amount of places from the ta- from the jury vote with a huge public vote is Norway. 
Yeah, I do, actually, that didn't surprise me because I thought, you know, the jury show we watched and she had a vocal wobble, which I've never, she's never done before, I don't think. So she would have been marked down on that, maybe. But yeah, the public is going to love that. I even had a work colleague uh, email me and say that she loves um, Alessandra. I've been listening to Queen of Kings all weekend and now bought tickets to her London show. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. When's she playing? Oh, next year or something. It oh, is. good God. <laughs> That's quite far in advance. Yeah. Sixth was Ukraine. Again, a good solid showing of support for Ukraine from the public and that was nice to see. But I think we all felt that this year wasn't the year that that level of solidarity was going to sweep them to another victory. Um, So we are not uh, going to have a situation where a host country has to host on behalf of um, another country next year. Seventh, sweeping into that top ten, and I said... Keep an eye on this. Watch this. It'll do better than a lot of people think. It was Belgium. Yeah. It had so much vigour and everyone... I don't know. I don't, maybe it's because it's a sound of our... We know this sound. It's very, you know, retro. But maybe that's what what people loved about it. It came at the right time in the running order. It was a party anthem. Younger people might be just discovering this kind of sound and loving it. It, it don't know. It just caught fire. And Gustav was just ever... Just seemed so grateful. And older people too, because it's a big old gay hands in the air, pop as a clock, dance tune from a gay club in the mid-90s. Yeah. <laughs> Great to see that for Belgium. Really, really pleased for Gustav. Another classy ballad at Place 8, and it's Estonia. I think that, you know, she got there by the sheer amazingness of her vocals. Yeah, we said that it was placed together in the running order with Italy and having Italy was more classy and had a, an elegance to it where Estonia was just raw vocal talent. She just sang it like like a recording. I mean, obviously quite a lot of points between them because of the dual system now. Um, but um, it's nice to see that even though they were drawn next to each other in the running order, it hasn't detracted from the strength of either soul. In ninth place, and this will be music to our friends at Aussie Vision, it was Australia. Yeah. I, I didn't get the telly vote, but let's not concentrate on that because that's a discussion for another day. But, well, we got a sense it was doing well after the draw, the, you know, the running order. We looked at it and thought, well, that's, you know, maybe they've done quite well in the semi. Yeah, I'm really happy for the boys. Really happy. The yeah, boys as in Voyager and, and Aussie Vision. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> both, both sets of boys. It was really nice to see. I think it just came across very well on stage. And, you know, it was very, it was very amenable and very um, likeable on stage. And rounding out the top ten, and I'm so glad this snuck in there, it's Czech Republic or Czechia. Just, we mentioned this already on the podcast. I really love the way that this pulled together. It really had a, a fantastic presentation. And I'm so pleased that that slipped in to the top ten. And also the amount of crap that they were getting a little bit about the cultural appropriation. Well, that just didn't show up on the night when it comes to the voting. Yeah. So just running very quickly through the other songs, we've got Lithuania at 11th. Again, another one I thought was one to watch and it scored very, very well in the jury vote. Fell away a little bit in the public vote, I think to be expected. But I mean, it got 10 from the UK in the televote. So, yeah. you know, maybe that's Lithuanian diaspora, but, you know, the strength of the song was there as well and she had a great running order. Cyprus at number 12. The thing I want to mention about Cyprus is only four points from the Greek jury. Yeah. That was a bit of a shock in the hall. Yeah. Maybe it's because he's seen as an Australian 
and they don't generally, you know. Maybe, but I, with a song that good, I am a little bit surprised that Greece didn't reward it. Croatia was 13th, Armenia 14th, Austria 15th. I think just a little bit too early for the girls from Austria. Yeah, you can't say the running order doesn't affect things when that was bait for Televote and just did okay, yeah. Another one I think will be a bit disappointed by their result is France in 16th. Yeah, I thought it was brilliant in the arena. The only thing is it was quite static. Yeah, I did like the effect coming off the sort of the disco ball underneath a plinth that looked great in the arena, but it was a bit of a static performance. And um, another one that, again, just was a bit disappointing in the public vote in particular was Spain in 17th place, only five points from the public vote. Moldova in 18th, Poland in 19th, Switzerland 20th, Slovenia 21st. Albania 22nd, we thought that would do an Albania, <laughs> come around there. Portugal 23rd, again, maybe just too early on. The same for Serbia in 24th. And rounding out the 26th, in second last, United Kingdom, and in last, Germany. Well, UK first, Matt. I'm not sure the staging was as effective as first thought. I think the way that um, it seemed like there was a lot of wide angles and stuff like that. Someone said to me in the club last night that we never got up close to her and to see her sassiness and her personality. And she's all about that. So maybe it didn't punch through. We know May. We know she's nuts and we love her. But does Europe know that? And does the rest of the world voting know that from that one performance? Probably not. Hmm. And also vocally, there was some wobble, there was wobbly in parts. Yeah, and just bear in mind, we've not yet had a chance to watch the broadcast back yet while we're recording this. Uh, so we haven't seen how it comes across on TV. But we did see a little clip of it and there was a bit of a vocal wobble. So maybe it was that. I think it's probably a combination of factors. I think it's a, you know, it, it, I, I think we did get to see her sass. There were some close-ups where she was pulling little cheeky faces and winks at the camera and I, I think that did come over but I don't know maybe the maybe the quality of the performance when you're looking at real powerhouse performances like Sweden, Finland, Israel, Italy that all came at the top of the scoreboard I think really it was probably the, the performance that let this down more than anything but again we haven't analysed the votes yet I know some people have been geekily doing that uh, in the day after the contest we've been having a life Um, (laughs) (laughs) but we haven't gone through those yet it may be that she's kind of scored quite middling across the board we don't know we'll have to have a look at see you know where she's ranked in those jury scores to see you know was she picking up you know bottom places in the jury ranking or was she actually around about 15th, 16th so nobody's least favourite but just not making the top 10 we'll have to see and Germany, last again somebody has to finish last though and I think this is where we constantly have to remind ourselves every year that the top song isn't always like incredible amazing and the bottom one is like so shit that's not how it works I'm surprised actually because I thought because it was the running order Germany was going to eat up some votes from its earlier songs that are similar I don't know I don't know how do you solve a problem like Germany the national final was okay this year better than the, the previous one so 
I don't know, they need to stick with it, I think. Just hold faith. This was a different entry. So they took a risk. It just didn't pay off. Remember, though, this is a song that won by an absolute landslide of the public votes in Germany. Granted, that was against what it was up against there, not against what it was up against in Eurovision. But for a song to be that backed in your own country to fail so miserably, I mean... It feels like Germany's in a little bit of the same situation as the UK. You know, I know we've had a good year, but it feels like, you know, maybe we're back to, to square one again. Don't think quite square one. I think, you know, there's there's progress and there's a plan over multiple years, but Germany needs to sit down and have a word with itself. The artists are there. They've got a great music scene. It just needs to happen, guys. So just before we close, a couple of comments on the semi-finals. Because in the first one, it was Latvia that just missed out. Um, uh, just three points behind Serbia. Um, Ireland only got 10 points in the semi-final and were 12. Netherlands, Azerbaijan and Malta were behind. Malta only three points. They came last in their semi. Again, I think a victim of the running order as mm. much as anything there. When we look at the second semi-final, we can see that missing out was Iceland on 44 in 11 place. But actually, there's a 30-point difference between them and Estonia, who scraped through in 10th. So it was a big gap. So maybe if you introduce juries it might not have made a difference to, to Iceland at least. Yes, and in the second semi-final, we had two new pointers. We had Romania and San Marino. Unsurprisingly, um. I think, getting zero points at all and finishing in 15th and 16th. And I think that the running order there is determines their position because the earlier you are in the running order, the higher you will be if you have an equal score. I don't think either of them care, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> so there we go. Another year of this is done and dusted. We are still in Liverpool when we're recording this. We'll be back in London by the time you hear it. Thank you very much for listening to us. You can get in touch on Twitter at Second Cherry, on Instagram at Second underscore Cherry, and on Facebook at Second Cherry Podcast. Or you can email us. Please do. On Hello. At secondcherry.vision. <laughs> Hello. At secondcherry.vision. It's funny that every year the closing of the Eurovision Song Contest puts people in a contemplative mood. Just look at the many sentimental posts all your friends are posting about their Liverpool experience or what Eurovision means to them after watching at home. And this year, We've all had much to contemplate. You could argue that this year's slogan, United by Music, could well be the theme for every Eurovision, but Ukraine is still defending itself in a war against an aggressor state, and Liverpool was hosting the contest on behalf of our friends in Eastern Europe. So there's never been a better reason to demonstrate the values of Eurovision. We look forward to the passing of the mantle to Sweden for 2024, but... As we all slip into our post-Eurovision depression, remember that Second Cherry actual podcast now turns into almost podcast. <laughs> the Second Cherry Song Contest is good to go.